You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, hello, hello. That, that's my French uh, accent. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to After the Show. Uh, this is After the Show episode 12. <laughs> For Monday, well, we're, we're a bit late this week. One one day late. Oh, yeah. Right. Monday, April the 7th, it's daylight outside. We usually record this on a Sunday, but what I happened? was going to say, they won't know why it, daylight is a big deal. Oh, well, we normally record this very late at night, and there's no light in the room, and right now we've got a strange globe going. Sun. So why didn't we Sunshine. do this? Why didn't we do this yesterday? Well. Oh, you were making cakes. Yeah, one cake with my niece. Yeah, a they, wedding practice cake. Do you have a problem with that? Yes. <laughs> Too bad. After Too the show now. should come first. Too late. Oh, please. Okay, so let's uh, go through this. Monday, April the 7th, after the show. When I start seeing a weekly paycheck from this little podcast, then we'll talk about priorities. It's Monday, April the 7th, after the show, episode 12. And the movie we're looking at this week is Hitman, the unrated edition. It's a 2007 movie. And it's already out on DVD. It has been for a couple of weeks. Uh, this is from our friends at Fox. And here's Sid Talk with the synopsis. Synopsis is... Um, hitman is hired to do a job. I mean, the Hitman. Hired to do a job and is entangled in some other bigger plot in which he becomes you know, a target of his own boss. Now, this isn't an original idea at all. It is based on a video game, which I assume hasn't got a real tight story. I don't know. I've never watched you play the whole game. Um, well, it's a series of video games. Where but the synopsis of the movie is, you know, this character, of course, has his arc, and uh, there's a little bit of love story, kind of, and uh, that's about it. There's not a lot to it, I'll be honest. Um, Do you agree? Uh, uh. There's more to the video <laughs> games than there is the movie. Oh, right. I mean, what I mean is <clears throat> they've kind of simplified it a bit for this movie, I think. Really? And I feel like they were adding a lot to it to get something, to extrapolate something out no, of the video because game. because the latest video game, the, I, I think it was called uh, Blood Money? Don't know. Well, anyway, the latest video game did reveal a lot of the uh there's a lot of the backstory to Agent 47 that isn't even touched in this movie at all. In fact, they don't really nothing touch anything do they apart from a little bit of a flashback. And when we get to the discussion about the movie part, and I'll describe why that's a problem. Yes. Um but anyway, the game does have quite well it doesn't have a mega story, but it does have more details than the movie does. So I don't know if the reason that they didn't tell you that in the movie was because they were assuming you'd already played the game but they can't assume I don't that. think so I think they're just he just wanted to make an action movie with what they thought was an interesting character anyway that was that's the synopsis overall it's, yeah there, it's pretty straightforward yeah not really a lot and the title kind of says it all yes <laughs> it's very straightforward and uh, that's it so moving on to the story so like we said this is based on the when they keep saying based on the best selling video game I always see Hitman as a game that isn't a best-selling video game. It's kind of a... It's not Tomb Raider. It's not 
Halo. It's a real niche game that not many people like. Have you looked up the numbers? See? I've not looked up the numbers, but it doesn't get reviewed highly in general. Um, I'm not really a fan of it a lot. I kind of like the last one, but here's my problem with the game. Best-selling only means it sells a lot. It doesn't mean people like it. Yeah. So, my problem with the game is... It's... Do you know when they say that you can kind of be the hitman and do the things your own way? Mm. Have you heard people say that? Like, it's like a sandbox. You go into a mission and you figure out what to do and you do it. And it's not like... You could do it how other people didn't do it. You could have your own method and feel that you're really clever. It isn't like that. It's a trial and error game. You die about 5,000 times before you get to the um, one way that there is to... Well, there might be two or three ways to do it, but it's never that... It's isn't not that as, kind of a cheap way of making the game longer? Uh, yeah, it's kind of... I mean, of, I'm neutral on the game. I, I have no opinion whatsoever, so I'm not slamming it or... I'm just saying that sounds a bit like a trick. That's not too. what it's for, though. It's more... It's it's a, it's a quite... Even though it's a, like, like Grand Theft Auto, for instance, there is several ways to do some missions. Like, several ways. You can figure out different ways to do them. With this one, it it's pretty much what they want you to do. You have to figure that one out. So that's why I've never really been a fan of it, because you die all the time trying to figure it out. Right. It's not... But, yeah. We're not talking about the game. We're talking no. About <laughs> but, I mean, the I, that's, the, that's the thing about a video game movie, isn't it? Now... I mean, a movie based on a video game. You can't help but look at them as a unit, almost. It's not fair, but that's the way it goes. Now, if you're saying to me, as a gamer who's played this series of games, is this movie a good movie based on the video game I'd actually say it is really I'm not saying it's a good movie I'm saying it's actually we've seen video game movies that are really bad this one's actually I don't know that I have I haven't seen very many oh I have Super Mario Brothers being one of them but everybody's scapegoat what (laughs) Super Mario Brothers the movie aww Oh, I, I kind of like Tomb Raiders. Thought they were all right. I think I think they do pay homage to the game a lot, so I think they're good. And they've got Angelina Jolie in them. Star Wars. That was based on a video game, wasn't it? Uh, no, <laughs> but there is a thousand video games based on the movie. Oh right, right. Um, Hitman, like you say, while it's a, there will be blood. While it's while Hitman is quite a shallow um, video game story. It's, well, it's not shallow, because there is quite a deep story, but it's pretty generic. The problem with the movie for me is this. One, I didn't get any backstory on him other than seeing him as a child, being trained, and then having the tattoo put on his head. And that's not actually that clear, it wasn't what's going told, on. No, no, not at all. It if, just shows him... Um, only, only reason I understood what was happening in that opening scene, really, properly, is because I know the game, right? Yeah, and later in the movie he says, where I was raised, we have no names, we have numbers, we right? Have... So you don't understand... I'm not saying explain everything to me like I'm an idiot. I'm just saying if I hadn't known anything about the video game, just from you, yeah, even nothing. loosely. If you go into that movie I would blind. have been, I, and I am frustrated not to have any explanation. I understand roughly, just because I'm not a complete, you know, thick in the head. I understand something happened to him as a child. He was something. You know, you have no idea what he is. You don't know if he's a... 
you know he's a hitman. Experiment. You don't know if he's a, <laughs> you know, a clone. You don't know if he's a robot. You don't know if he what he is. It just shows you these little bits. So I don't like not understanding. I, I understand like, why he's kind of cold and why he's able to do this to a degree. But any hitman would be like that, right? But the problem is because. Timothy Oliphant has that in his mind that this is the character he is and he's just cold and, and kind of robotic in a way. It almost is overkill because he's so red, you know, rigid and all the other little hitmen guys with the bald heads and the barcodes are the same. And yeah. there's no explanation for that. So you just have to kind of make it up for yourself. If if I were somebody who would never known anything about the video game, I would be like... There is literally no explanation None. as to why there was a, even another one of him like, or anything. No, well, you see, you see quite a few kids with yeah. You see them all in a place, and you see them at the little desks. Then you see them as they go on. They're like stuck in a water tank, and then it shows them him like a scared kid holding a gun, and that's it. Now, in the video games, the whole the whole gist of that is there. Well, you know now from seeing one of the extras, but there's. It's actually got a lot of religious undertones in the game as well. Because he's actually brought... The people who bring him up is like a monks bunch, bunch of monks. Yeah, Because the guy who was tattooing his head like a big... It is a bunch head. of monks in the game. Uh, in, in the movie as well, but it's so brief you would never even notice probably. But, like the guy said, they the hitmen are genetically... Well, you'll never know this if you watch the movie, but... If you watch the extras, you will, but yeah, you won't know from the movie. Gen- and I find that that's Gene- my biggest let's problem just, in let's the Let's say it. Genetic super soldiers, which we've seen a billion times. Yeah. The X-Files, blah, blah, blah. A billion things. Exactly. And the only thing I can think is they don't explain it now because later there's going to be maybe. If and they make won't. another movie, they'll go retro, like go back and do like the prequel thing. and Or not prequel, but you know, look back and explain his life. Yeah, but they explain nothing. This, the story... And I liken it to a lot of other stories where some individual or group of individuals has been trained by, created by, or otherwise controlled by some huge secret governing body of some type yep, that's to what do it is. shit. Like Bourne movies, which I love the Bourne movies. Yeah, because it was kind of But different. it's still not a, it an is, original concept. Even the Bourne movies as a hitman um, kind of... It is that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, he's, he's a, a super soldier, isn't he? Like. Yeah, and it's the same exact thing. They're being controlled by some mysterious... Did we just spoil mysterious... the Bourne movie there? What? Did we just spoil the Bourne movie by saying that? Why? That he's a genetic... He's not a genetic not gene- anything. That he's a, been trained to be a... I think know, it's pretty obvious. You know, the... Yeah, I think it's the, obvious the, from the first scene of the first movie, so yeah, no. Yeah, We don't need the spoiler song. <laughs> no matter how tempted you are, oh, I'm just feeling. And in that fact, I, I don't care that we need if you need to spoil this movie because I'm not. I'm not that attached. There's to nothing it. really to spoil. There's not really of a twist. There is. There's well, always there you, know, you don't want to tell away yeah. the endings, but as a movie, I just felt like that was my biggest problem. Okay, um, let's say. Good, and as I went through the movie, I didn't care about anybody except for the one girl. Let's say good points and bad points about the movie, right? And I'm going to start with good points. Now, for me, I like the way it looked. DP, whatever. It looked pretty good. And it did have a lot of video game style shots, but which were a bit obvious, but... Yeah. Secondly, did you think it looked good? Um, I felt like it was a bit patronizingly designed. Yeah, like... is is kind of like... Um, I don't know. I, I felt know. like, yeah, yeah, I know that's a video game shot. Ugh, yeah, I know that's composed to look like a graphic novel thing or whatever. You know, just, it's so obvious it was kind of obnoxious second 
something. This is probably. I know, I didn't like those certain shots where they go. Bloop, bloop, they speed it up really fast and they speed it up really like fast. Like they do on Survivor when they're panning over the island sometimes. Yes, I don't like that. Okay, so second thing I thought was really good was the action scenes were actually pretty good. They reminded me of like. A couple of them reminded me of the Transporter or Kill Bill, like real hyped up. Like, um, do you know the Do you know the original Transporter? The scene where he's in in, in all the oil, sliding around, mm-hmm. fighting. The scene in Hitman on the train with the ninjas with the swords kind of reminded me of that. They the way it was filmed. They weren't ninjas. No, no, they weren't. They were other Hitmen. <laughs> yes. I like part of that scene. I didn't like the beginning. In fact, felt, I kind of it checked felt out. very Jason Statham to me. Is what I'm saying. That like. Like it was directed by that the guy who did them fight sequences. It was really in your face, like you were right in it. Yeah, I mean, when the scene started, I was like, "Oh my god!" But you, to sit you don't like, like a... those kind of no. Scenes. But then, as it turned a little bit and got a little bit different, then I liked it when they got really out of the like car and then moved on to the platform, where then it was just him and that one guy. There we was have to different explain stuff what's going on here. It's, well, it's he's a fighting fight with some other hitmen, yeah. And the hitmen all have swords up the backs. They've got two kind of uh, miniature samurai swords, I would say. But it's a pretty cool scene of fighting. It's very Kill Billy. They've all come to kill him, and of course he has to threaten to kill them back. And at one point, there's one of those... It's like a... It's one of those things that makes me roll my eyes at certain movies, because at one point, he thinks they're all down, he turns around, he's facing the camera, he's walking toward us, and he... And we see the guy behind him get up. He realizes it and he rolls his eyes like, oh, give me a break. And that's just like, come on. I'm sick of that it's very, shot. It's a very kung fu movie. I'm just Jackie sick of that. Chan or something like that. You mean where he goes like, oh, no, I gotta keep fighting. You know, it's just like, come but on. But I did think some of the action sequences were well done. And I thought the, the fighting, there was a couple of scenes that were reminiscent of Leon, definitely. There was, I think reminiscent is being kind. I think it's I a think, rip-off. Yeah, I don't know if it was a rip-off so much. <laughs> I was thinking about the elevator scene, for instance, uh, and the scenes in the corridors with the cool... I must say those look cool, and they should be in the game. Which? The SWAT team... The, the uh, soldier guys with the red eyes. Oh, right. They just look cool. Like They're in... Um, <laughs> to explain it, they're in... They're just soldiers, right? They're... They come in to get him, but they're in a full body armor with like gas masks on, and inside the gas mask holes where they're looking out, there's like red LEDs. So, I mean, that would be completely in totally real game, man. in real life. Um, that would be they wouldn't be able to see anything probably, right? Just these red lights in their eyes, but they look cool for the camera. Yeah, and the the scene where he was going at all them in the corridors, and that reminded me of Leon, and the scene in the the big shootout in the oh totally. I was very Scarface. Where it was like, like slow motion everywhere and money flying in the air was also reminiscent of true romance. Yeah, it was one of those like big showdown things. Big showdown things. In Matrix, he had that moment where he had to collect himself and then it was kind of like, and then here he comes. If you like big action stuff, you'll like it. I mean, gunplay. And I must say that the this is the unrated version we watched. It's pretty graphic. When people get shot... Yeah, lots of blood. If somebody gets sniped... Uh-huh. If somebody gets... Uh, there's a scene at the beginning where somebody gets sniped in the head. The head literally explodes. Yeah. It's not, isn't, there's no mincing about and it. there's chunks see it. and everything. Yeah, and any any of the shootout scenes where they're getting shot by machines. And there's lots the, of titties. Uh, I wouldn't say lots. <laughs> I just want there to are some. There's, a, there's a very nice lady in it. It's it kind of, not very shy. I mean, she only has two. 
I'm just saying you get to see them a lot. Yeah, multiple like times. She, she doesn't have multiple boobies on her. She's just <laughs> naked a few different times. Yeah, so in general, for me, it was so-so. It, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie. I couldn't say in between. Is that just in the it middle? It was one of those where... And, you know, I, I think I noticed this more. The more movies I see, I'm less forgiving of this particular element where the story's not that well put together, like the individual bits, and all of a sudden a character will go, oh, he's going to the South Tower, when there's been no ex- no reason for anyone to think of that. But he's like, he's got to get you there. So some character just thinks of it. It's not genius. And says uh, it out loud and then or like looks to a certain way and as if they're coming up with they're figuring out and you're like, What? What what? <laughs> How did you figure that out? And yeah, it just uh, I don't really like that. No, well I'm saying it kinda hand feeds you. Uh, yeah, oh totally. It's not a genius. You don't need a <laughs> you don't even need a brain to watch it. It's it's pretty much it's pretty the story is so thin it's pretty much just to string one action sequence to the next, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate to the, game, the concept to of, I mean, the character guy. You know, the idea that he is looking for some sort of... Love? Something. Maybe? I don't actually think he is. Because I think he's just... Just something. He doesn't to try and it. humanize, to be humanized slightly. Because he isn't. Like, the way he's been brought up, he's kind of cold and shallow. Yeah. So, the lady who's in the movie gives him a little bit of... Yeah, that's another one of those just so it's, overused. It's cliche, isn't it? It's totally Yeah, because he's Mr. Focus. He's the best of the, of the best. And then all of a sudden, plop, you get this a girl in a hot chick and leather and a pierced chin. And boom, he's like, you know, I just think in his whole of his life, had he not met another woman? Now, they didn't introduce in the game. I don't believe they introduced a hot chick at any point. He's just pretty much a man on his own doing his shit. I mean, you'll see some chicks in it. And he's going killing people and stuff. Yeah. But. Now, I did like <clears throat> the European-ish feel of the movie. That yeah. it wasn't super glossy. It had that weird thing of Bond where they go to, like in, like it says in the extras, you know, and, and I noticed it while I was watching it. You're in Africa. You're in Istanbul. You're in um, yeah, Russia. It, it doesn't go to America, let's just say. No. That. and it's, That's all. You know. And it's pretty gritty in different parts where you just see, you know, it's not all sets and glossy and stuff. So I like that. But I'm really neutral on the whole thing. Yeah, me too. But let's move on to the cast and let's see see what we think of the movie at the end. So uh, Agent 47 is Timothy Oliphant, which is, I like to say, the sheriff from Deadwood. (laughs) Or the baddie from Diad, Live Free Diad. And the bad guy from Girl Next Door. Yeah, Girl Next Door. That's one I, I'd recommend that to people. I like that movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good movie for a stupid movie. It's actually good. You know, like when I said like the other week I watched Bachelor Party 2, the, yeah, that's, that a, that's a stupid movie that is stupid. <laughs> Girl Next Door's a stupid... See, it's we, not really stupid. we watched Ferris Bueller the other day and we was trying to figure out what makes us like Ferris Bueller over and over and over and over. We know it, we can recite it. Why do we like it so much? The Girl Next Door kind of fits in with that because it's with that one for the people of today, I think, because it, it's kind of it's got a timeless charm and the charm, and it's a bit risque and it's also a bit, it's got a message and it's got same. a sweetness about it. There's a little love story. Why are we talking about that movie? <laughs> I just was, it's come up a couple of times and I would recommend it. If you haven't seen it, watch it because it's actually not a bad movie. 
See, I find that what happens when we have movies that we're not that into, we yeah, we go on to another movie. <laughs> so, we end up talking about so our recommendation movies. this week. It's actually this is interesting because uh, Hitman is a Fox movie, and so is The Girl Next Door. So oh, we're not diddling go. Fox we're... out of any money for Hitman. Going back, go and spend I'll your diddle money. them, them and their <laughs> stupid friggin' American Idol crossover stuff. I'm sick of Fox, so I don't care. Diddle them. Okay, so want. Timothy Oliphant, I love him. I'm not so convinced as him as the hitman for some reason. I don't like him with a bald head. I don't He's know. a little too, um, like, sad instead of just, you know. I mean, if he's going to be a cold-hearted killer, be a cold-hearted killer. Or if you're going to be someone like Leon, who has the softness about him, but it's just different. And I, I like Timothy Oliphant, but... I like him. He seemed a little bit... This isn't his know. finest hour, though. He Listen. did a good job. I mean, it wasn't him. It was just... He fit the part. Kinda. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Doug Ray Scott. Now, that's the Scottish geezer, right? Correct. And he was good. He's uh, anonymous famous to me. I don't know. He was all right. I felt yeah. like he was just sort of clocking in on this one. Yeah. I don't... Th- <laughs> it is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't think anybody was particularly good, but I really like the hot chick, whoever she was. And I like the hot chick, too, and I do think she was all right. I actually think she did a fine job. There were times when she was the most genuine person. I think she might have been the best actor in it. And not just because she was naked sometimes. But that was a good part, too. She gave it more of the European feel. <laughs> I mean, she was Russian, right? but I mean, I think if you've watched other European movies with the sort of troubled female character or whatever, I think she did a good job of... Um, Holding things together we, We've just called her the hot chick, and that's not really uh, fair, is it? She's actually called... Olga? Kirilinski or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Kirilenko. Yeah, Olga, Olga Kirilenko. Kirilenko. Yeah, and um, she's, really, she's good. I like she her. She is like really her. good. She's hot, and she's actually not bad an actress. In fact, she I think she upstaged Timothy She's Olf. hot, and she's not bad an actress. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure that's a raving review. She would love to have that in her profile. She could. She can use that by permission. Um, we got... Who else we got? We got Michael Offay. Yeah, that's the guy who plays the assistant to the uh, Interpol guy who was the... Oh, yeah, guy. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like him. I just like him. I like that actor guy. What's his name again? Michael Offay. Yes. Um, and Ulrich Thompson, the president of Russia, he plays in this movie. Yeah, and he's just sleazy and uh, he's, um, what did they say it was? I forget his nationality, but I like him. He's, uh, he just the, seemed really creepy to me. I'll just, um, this whole cast section, I'll just underline <laughs> it at the end and I'll say, everybody was pretty forgettable, and I mean everybody, even Timothy Elephant. Apart Except- from the chick, she was kind of cool. It's it's still not amazing, but no. really I could just kind of cross that part out. And in in two weeks' time, I won't remember anybody who was in it. Let's just move on. So let's move on to the director Xavier Jens. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip over the direct? I just thought he was a French whatever. I, I like um on our uh. little cheat sheet where we where we because <laughs> we like to keep the show in a running order. It says director Xavier Jens, and then normally it has all the movies he's made. And you wrote French movies. <laughs> So any French Correct. movie that was ever made was made by Xavier Jens. No, um, no offense to all the French. I looked at his list of movies. I haven't seen any of them. I don't really care about him. No, not at all. And I hate to say that, but I mean, I felt like when he was talking about how he got this movie to make and they gave him three months to do it, 
It sounded, yeah. Very packaged, Rush and jump. we're throwing you some cash, make this movie, we want to, you know, I just didn't like that. No, he seemed uh, charming enough, but... And one of the things on the... We'll talk about the extras in a little bit, but one of the things that was kind of funny to me was the deep... Like, this was a quite a big movie, I guess, money-wise. You know, like a, high, a big budget or whatever. The DP sounded like surprised. Oh, they gave us a lot of money. We could use, like, so many cameras. It was, like, exciting. Yeah. Like, normally, just, like... It's like $50. Pulls his little video camera out of his bag. Yeah, he was. He, they all sounded excited that they, somebody gave and him some And that's fine. You know, if his, he might be a wonderful... I could watch some of his other movies and be totally impressed, but in this one, I felt like it was just a paycheck. Yeah. Referring to another movie called Paycheck, that we all let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I had the same feelings about. Very neutral. I was just looking at Xavier Jens, just to see if I do... Xavier Jens. Oh, okay. Double team. But is he that was, pornography? But he wasn't... It probably is, but not this one. <laughs> um, he was the trainee assistant director on Double Team. Have you seen Double Team? No, I have no and idea you, what you're talking about. Well, it's a, if, you, if you're a HBO fan like I am, and you watch it in the wee hours of the morning, you'll see Double Team probably once a week. It was a movie from 1997, which starred... <laughs> I can't remember his name, and he sucks. <laughs> and he sucks. Okay. And this guy was only... The this isn't the guy who the... sucks. Oh. But the main star of this movie was Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, oh. I don't think Jean-Claude Van Damme sucks, because he has made some good movies. But his double team, his sidekick, Dennis Rodman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Mickey Rock was there. But yeah, it's a terrible movie, and this that guy... That is an interesting mix. <laughs> <laughs> You don't this want to guy, watch this Xavier guy, was what the assistant, second assistant yeah, writer. He, he wasn't even the. We director. are not. I know that he's probably listening to this, we're and we're not straws. being rude. We're just saying we haven't seen your other movies, and Hitman was not a good place to start. Actually, it looked good and it was interesting, but it just was like to me. Yeah, yeah, he's, he has directed. Yeah, like you say, some French films, but nothing that you know. Of. No. But you live. Uh... Okay, so I think we spent enough time on that. <sighs> DVD extras. Okay. Uh-oh. This is a two-disc unrated edition that we have here. It's actually the digital copy special edition. Let's just do the extras first. Disc one. You get the In the Crosshairs featurette. Now, that was the first featurette we saw, which was quite lengthy. Yeah. And it was just a basic... Talking heads. Talking heads. And... Well, it sounds great. Doug Ray's great. Everybody's great. great. What a great I love movie. working with him. Okay. He's fantastic. We could, but nobody seemed very no. really enthusiastic about making the movie. Not even Timothy Elephant. I mean, he, 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 like, he almost felt to me like he was struggling to find something. He was to apologetic say. a little bit because it's like, <laughs> well, he's looking down with his hand on the desk. You know, the the what I'm really trying to do, what we're really trying to do is, uh, you know, we're, we're, there's a story here. And he did, and he did story. keep saying we're trying to respect the original source material, exactly. which is a, which is a video game. Yeah, they did say that a few times, as though to <laughs> like say video it. games are shy. Like, like, so if this is really crappy, that's why. <laughs> okay, so that was in the crosshairs. The next one is a digital hits featurette, which is. It's looking at the film from the video game's perspective with Mr. Adam Sessler and a couple of the editors from Ziff Davis, I believe. Man, um, video game people. Yeah, looking at the game and it, and how people who are into video games would think of it as a movie. Wasn't that informative. No. Kind of interesting to see Adam Sessler because I've not seen him for a while, but... I wasn't really. Pretty much filler, I would say. Yes. Probably. Um... 
Instruments of Destruction feature out. Now, this is like, it's, let's say, six different clips, a couple of minutes each. Each one about a different gun that was used in the movie. And it, it has a gun expert showing you them being shot. He's showing you the gun, he's shooting the gun, he's loading the gun. And he'll tell you how cool it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. If you're into the weapons in the game, maybe you'll like get a kick out of seeing them in real life. But no, it wasn't that interesting. Um, then there's the setting the score, fe- settling the score featurette, which is... The, music. Like we said, the typical music featurette. Um, and you know what I thought of as I was watching that? Say you're that guy, composer dude, right? And somebody comes to you with your different projects, you know, like, here's There Will Be Blood. Oh, that's a cool movie. It's, oh, to me, I would be like, that's an interesting project. Here's Hitman. <laughs> we need you to write a score for this movie. Even Now, how do you get your mind... To where you're... Because music is pretty... You know, it's artful and, and delicate and... I guess... He wrote the score for the guy. I don't I don't know. I just he also kinda... did say something like... I wrote different themes for this. You know, he, was in, he sounded enthusiastic. But then at one point he said... I... This, what, this is just an action... No, this is just an action piece. Yes. As though to say... You and know. we aren't describing what people are feeling inside. It's just what you're seeing. Yeah, We're just exactly. trying to help along what you Even he was seeing. trying to just, like, validate yeah. it in some way. That's what I'm saying. It must be a hard... You know, you get certain movies and you start watching it and you're like, Oh, God. I get... <laughs> so, yeah, that was a pretty standard music featurette that we we watch DVDs a lot, so we see a lot of these. Yeah. And it's the same as every other one. Um, deleted scenes, there was a few. Mm. An alternate ending. Mm-hmm. Included yeah. in the deleted we scenes. We won't discuss it. We no, don't. we won't discuss it, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and some of the deleted scenes, I'm trying to think which. Oh, yeah, there was a whole scene that was filmed in a different location. Yes, a scene that's in the movie, but they had, they had filmed obviously it. filmed it two different ways in two different places, and they picked one uh, over the other. That was kind of I think the one in the movie was the better one. Yeah, to totally. Yeah. It was a bit... Too mm. bright in the other one. Yeah, I thought so, too. Then we have the gag reel. But. It's always semi-funny. The guy, um, the Scottish guy, Doug Ray Scott, he seemed like he had a lot of fun making the movie. Yeah. He seemed like, or he, like he was drunk. He said, yeah, either drunk or just... <laughs> he seemed to be like... I just think he just was like... They must have gone through a lot of film when I he I think was he was up. just glad to be getting paid for doing a movie because they didn't seem that into it. And then that's it for the extras. And then the disc two. Now, in all of our marriage, we've had very few disagreements that ex- escalate to any kind of long discussion. And yet today, over this new digital thing, we had one of those discussions. So I reckon... Dig- Fox has a lot to answer for. So let me explain what this is. Di- <laughs> disc 2 of Hitman Unrated, digital copy special edition, comes with a digital copy. One. Well, it's a DVD. Yeah, one digital copy. In fact, the second disc of this set features nothing but this. This is all that is on it. So um, you're not getting extra extras or anything like that. No, nothing. You put it in your computer. You click, yes, please, I want a digital copy. And I agree to Fox's stuff. Yes, sir, can I have another? Is that what it says? And then it says, do you want to load this into iTunes or Windows Media Player? You choose one. I suggest you choose iTunes, even if you don't have an iPod. For reasons that will become clear in a bit. Um, and then it copies. You enter a 16-digit code, I believe. 
I don't have the code anymore. I think so. And um, it copies it onto your computer. And then you watch it. And you have your legitimate paid for, which... Lower quality version. You have to explain. It costs 10 extra dollars for this DVD set, right? Yeah. And are you 100% sure on that? Because I didn't double check the This is twenty nine ninety nine. The other one's nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Then you're paying $10 for one copy. It doesn't explain to you on the box no. that you're getting this one copy. No, yeah, this is something I made it... I put it in my machine... I entered the digit. I entered the code and I downloaded it to my desktop and I got a digital copy. It works fine. I, I can play it now. Just out of the interests of science, I copied it to your computer, and yours wouldn't play it, right? No. Which is fine. I also put in the DVD into your computer and let's make a digital copy on your computer and delete it from mine. That's not happening, right? Right. So if. What I was getting at is if you're at work, for instance, and you buy Hitman on your lunch hour, you come you come back to work and you're like, wow, digital copy, I've never heard of that. Let me have a look what this is. Put it in your drive. Do the thing. Put in the code. Put in the code. A little, copy a digital copy off onto your work computer. That's it. You can never watch it anywhere else. Just that work computer. So when you're going to make your digital copy, which is basically one copy, do it on the computer that you want to watch the digital copy on. Or be willing to call support and tell yeah. them that you've changed, that you've computers crapped out or whatever. In other words, lie. Say that you need to get a new code. What they'll do probably is deactivate the original one and then you can reactivate yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's not a trivial thing, though. There's no button saying deactivate here and activate there. So no. this copy also, if you do load it into iTunes instead of Windows Media Player, you can also have it in iTunes... And copy it onto an iPod as well. Or an iPhone. You can't copy it onto a Zune. And you can't copy it onto a PSP. Two of the other most popular video players. Portable and that's ones. clearly explained. In writing that's so small. You have to have a magnifying glass to be able to see it. I think I don't know where your issue is. I think that's very clear. I just wanted to say. I personally. It's, interest, it's an interesting concept. I didn't think it I've actually learned some things today from doing it, from actually putting it in and making a copy of it. Now, the copy that you get isn't a full DVD quality copy. I just want to mention that. It does look all right on the computer, but it's not the version that's on disc one. It's a... The sound is cut down, basically. The sound is cut down and the the resolution of the image is cut down also, and the bit rate. So everything's cut down. But it looks fine. But it looks fine, and it will look absolutely perfectly fine on an iPod, on a small screen. Um, it's an interesting thing. It's like you say, it's probably going to get yeah. Changed. And to me, it's its infancy. This isn't the end. This isn't the. This isn't what we're all stuck with as an an alternative to not being able to make copies of our DVDs. It's just the beginning. And can I just, you know, when you talk about the small print that you need a magnifying glass, just want to mention one thing that it says right <laughs> at the very bottom. How can you see that? It says. <laughs> I can't even see it. It says right at the very bottom, the code that permits transfer of the digital copy may not be valid after March the 10th, 2009. So make sure you watch it on your iPod before that date is my... Um, I don't think you have to watch it before then. I think you have copy to it. enter it. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, so what they're basically saying is the server that validates this code will definitely be up until that date. Right. If we decide to take it down after that, then you're screwed basically. And we've told you that you... Make your copy before then. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's enough. But even then, in a year, it's going to change. The whole system will change. It'll get refined. They'll work it out so everybody can have their copies. And $10 is too much, yes. And I also want to mention on digital copy, um, Blu-ray discs coming soon from Sony Pictures are going to include a PSP version on the disc. That's coming soon. So everybody's probably going to have a pop at this market and try and charge you for it. See, I don't think you should be charged yeah, See, it. that's where we have our little discussion. I, you look at it from a certain perspective. No, I, my perspective is I've already paid for the movie on disc one. you've paid for one Yeah, version and I want that version movie. to be on it. I can watch that on anything that I own. Yeah, but they're like... We don't want to discuss it again. No, these people don't want to listen to us discuss it Well, again. that's what I'm saying to these people. That's my opinion with it. I think it's a cool idea... I don't think it's worth $10, and I think it's kind of prohibitive the way it works at the yeah, moment. Yeah, just put the movies on iTunes and the Zune Market. And give us a code to download Xbox from Xbox Live and let you get it. Yeah, and perfect. It. In fact, that is the solution. Put the movie on... I'd the- rather pay $3 to watch a movie and not have to watch, never have to watch it, never be able to watch it again. In fact, if you want... Here's my, here's my, uh, here's my uh, solution. If you want to charge us for the digital copy, okay, and we buy the DVD... Put in a code, right, in the, if you know, inside every box, not just the digital copy version, every box. Put in a code that says, go to iTunes or Zoom Marketplace or 360 Marketplace or wherever you're going to be selling it, Pete, anywhere. Yeah. Here's a code. This gives you it for half price. We normally would charge you $3 to rent that movie onto your portable device. You can have it for one dollars fifty instead of charging us ten dollars for a disc. That's my solution. So maybe they'll listen to that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with the price issue. I think it's ridiculous. So that's Hitman conclusion. <sighs> I wouldn't Neutral. recommend it. To I had me. moments of you know. Like I'm a video good, game some fan. good action and. I'm uh, a video game fan. I was actually interested to see it, but no. It kind of lost its. Um, I think the long, the more you think about it, the more, and then it'll come on TV eventually, and you'll be like, "Well, it's not that bad." But I mean, it's just. Um, oh, yeah. It isn't bad. It isn't horrible. It's tolerable. It's really middle of the road. Everything. Yes, very yeah. neutral. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't not recommend it. if you if it's on, just watch it. Uh, you're not going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, don't spend thirty dollars on it. No, definitely. In my not. opinion. <laughs> definitely not. So that's uh, Hitman. And don't let children watch it. It's too violent. No, it's pretty violent. And this is the unrated version. I don't know what the non... Even if it's not, it's not a good topic. It just goes around killing people. There's a lot of exploding heads. Yeah, and if you let your 10, 12-year-old boys watch this, then you are full of shit, because it's not appropriate. And you need to be hung by the neck until (laughs) until death. I don't think that. That pretty much promotes (laughs) the whole violence thing. Yeah, I'm just going to say you're full of crap if you think that's appropriate, because it is not. Okay. So, um... Let's move on to other topics. I just want to, uh, at this point, um, say that after the show, episode 11, or episode 12 we are this week, mm-hmm. is brought to you by the word back up. <laughs> and the reason I want to say what that... What is that supposed to mean? Well, last week, well, let's start with last Sunday when we recorded There Will Be Blood, our most epic uh, podcast that lasted over an hour. And I pressed stop on Audacity, which is what we use to record it through a USB microphone, and it crashed. <laughs> and I looked at you and said, oh my god, we're going to have to record that whole thing again. 
But I said, let me get some wine and let's do it. Yeah, but thanks to the uh, some wonderful person on the internet who wrote the Audacity backup file restore tool, I managed to get that whole thing back. So that was cool. And you can find that on the web. Just type in Audacity crashed and you'll see. Yeah. Um, so that's something I, I'm glad I know about. But then also this week, you had a hard drive problem. And I emailed you and said, you were at work. I hope you've got everything backed up because your hard drive's having a problem. I think it's going to go. And what did you say? I said, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you have an 80 gig hard drive sat under your desk. And that you tell me to do it all the time and I don't do it. So, me being a good husband, uh, decided to... You are. Is this the portion of the show where I'm supposed to kiss your butt? Because I've done it multiple times already. Yeah, so I I took everything and backed it all up for you. The hard drive hasn't failed yet. But it's on its last legs. See, I wasn't here, so I'm not sure if it even happened. It It happened, all right. And I was like, oh dear. And the thing that I have to, to say, if you're thinking, why should I back stuff up? Well, I take thousands of photographs, and I'm not exaggerating. My pictures folder has almost 35,000 images in Which it. Which is about 30 gigabytes or something. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I scan all my artwork, and I scanned, I have scanned probably over, almost at least 10,000 photographs of family photographs, old photographs, friends photographs to make slideshows and stuff out of. And that's not an exaggeration. That is, when you look at my pictures folder, how many files are in it. So when you say that it's going to... I was just like, oh, so shit. The I mean, lesson- I was seriously... At work, I was just like... I was thinking, maybe I should just take the rest of the night off. I need to go home because I'm really worried. And then, of course, he comes around and be like, okay, it's okay. And I was like, oh, my God. So there's a lesson to be learned here. And this week, with our podcast software crashing and nearly losing a whole podcast, which... Might not sound like a big deal, but we do say... Yeah, and you couldn't have done anything about that anyway, but the key was, don't panic and assume it's gone. Yeah, yeah, because it... Go find... Don't do anything to your computer. What what this Audacity thing does is it finds the temporary files that Audacity created and assembles them all and fixes your... The last thing you did. The last thing you did. Now, if you opened Audacity again... The second time, yeah, you wouldn't get it Yeah, back. you don't want to start doing other things. So, don't so do that's anything. the key, though. Don't panic. And if you do lose stuff... <laughs> but what we learned this week is make sure you've got a backup. If, like, my computer has three hard drives in it, I basically back up important stuff from one to another and, and vice versa. So there's two copies of everything. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and an even better idea is to burn really important stuff to DVD and stick it in a cupboard or a safety deposit box. If it's really important. Do you want to put all my images on DVDs? Uh, you can do it yourself. That'd be a lot. Be a lot. <laughs> I have a collection. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. And we've also got... Let's second, Competition. Yeah, second thing, it's still running. In the name of the King contest, we've got two, D- two DVDs to give away from our friends at Fox. And the question is... Name two U-Ball movies based on video games. Correct. And uh, send that to... And that does not include Hitman? No, it doesn't. No. Send the to Ace at acegoalie.com with the words in any configuration, Hitman Podcast Contest. Yep, and you could, in win, the subject. you could win a copy of In the Name of the King, another video game movie that... We have not seen. ...might not suck. Okay, uh, now video games, like the what... Are we gonna, what are we going to call this? We decided last week we were going to make a name up for Oh, this we set. didn't. 
Okay, let's call we'll it... We'll think of that again. We'll call right. it something. Right, what we've been playing for the time being, anyway. Yeah. I've been playing Bully, the Scholarship Edition, on the Xbox 360. It's an old PS2 game that they've redone for the 360. It's fun. <laughs> what is that tone? It's fun? With a question mark? It's really technically not good. It's a PS2 game running on a 360. But the funny thing is, you played it all day yesterday. I have played it for about 25 hours in total so far. <laughs> I, so for a game that's just... It's what? fun. I would... I'd recommend it. it yeah. uh, I don't know him. if... It's cheap as well. It's actually... I think it might be twenty nine ninety nine. It's a budget one for the 360, so... But it... It is a PS2 game running on the 360. It doesn't a, look cool. That's not cheap for a game that's just fun. Well, it is for a fit. It isn't, though. 59. No, it's not. 30 bucks is Sa- a water bill. Okay, that's not cheap. save your money and... Uh, Rent it. That's real fun, isn't it? That, hmm? That's really fun. What? $60 is a water bill. <laughs> that's We're what I'm saying. We're talking about games. I know, that's what I'm saying, though. I think that that's ridiculous to pay for a game that's just... Eh, $30 pays for your water it's bill. It's $29.99. Whatever. $30. That's cheap for a game. Twenty. It isn't cheap in life that pays for a water no, bill or a week's worth a of groceries. So it's not cheap. It's cheap for a game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. It'll keep you tidied over until GTA 4 in three weeks. I, I reckon oh, it, are you saying it's just as good as that? GTA? No, but it's by Rockstar, the makers of GTA. But I'm saying that it would actually probably keep you busy for three weeks. It's a pretty big game. I'm not even halfway through it, and I've been playing for 25 hours. So, um, And I finished Dark Sector, which started off pretty meh. Ended pretty meh, but there was a couple of good in-between parts that were fun. Rental. Dark mm. Sector, if you like throwing blades. At, it's Gears of War with a different weapon Mm. but not as good but fun for a rental I'd rent that one you've not been playing anything well I'm kind of uh, I'm back on the Tetris oh okay Tetris DS we're talking about (laughs) yes so this is your fallback game I would say yeah falling back into the trap everybody knows what Tetris is yeah Uh, I love it I mean I love it and I hate it at the same time because it is what it is. If I'm on the toilet and I just have to pee, but I happen to pick it up and start playing, then of course I can't stop until I fail. And then, you know, if I'm on a good day, that could be 11, 12, 13 <laughs> levels. And then I'm just sitting there on the toilet waiting to be done. It's a good way to touches. get piles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I have a love-hate relationship with it. And the battery lasts forever almost with this game on. Other games, I close it and within a few hours, you know, my DS will die. DS fat. I don't know what it is about this game. It just goes on forever. So I, I love it. I love the DS. And I mean, I love the I love the Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> and on a gaming tip, if you're a 360 owner, there is actually no game releases until GTA now. Even though there's usually a game every week, even if it's like Horse Adventure, there isn't anything until GTA Day. Now on the PS3. A week before GTA 4 comes out, there's Gran Turismo 5 Prologue, which is going to be great. Hmm. A must-purchase. twenty nine ninety nine, I believe. So, there's a good one. There's two good games, at least, this If you month. don't want to eat, go buy some more games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's about it on the what we've been playing. I mean, I've played a few games this week, but I've been like digging back in my pile of old games and realising... That's why I didn't play that game. I pulled out Juiced 2 yesterday, mm. a racing game. Yeah. I played it for about an hour. 
And then I realised, oh, that's why I didn't play that one, and put it back at the bottom of the pile. Ah, because it's crappy. Yeah, I mean, there's usually a, usually a reason why I didn't play it. So I played it for ten minutes and put it back. Um, that's pretty much it for gaming. I don't... No, that's Is it. there anything you're looking forward to? Uh, me, GTA, no-brainer, three mm. weeks. <laughs> I know, you tell me every day. Yep. Uh, you... Any podcast you listen to that you found recently that you love? Mm, I've been watching Martin Sargent's oh Internet my God, Superstar. Don't tell people that because then they'll go look at it and it's horrible. No, it's not actually horrible. You haven't seen it, so you can't comment. Um, I don't like Martin. Revision Sargent. Three, uh, Dignation, those kind of guys. Revision Three, they're fine, but Martin Sargent is <clears> just. Ugh. Anyway, Martin Sargent's Internet Superstar is kind of, kind of Superstar. funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, the Martin Sargent's not particularly funny, but his sidekick called Gator is he's very, just very so funny. He's desperate. He's just desperate. Everything he does is just desperately boring and ugh. I'll let you make your own minds up. Uh, you can download it for free. <laughs> no, from I'm telling you definitively. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got websites, sidtalk.com, ascully.com. You can go to those. Doctor Who's back. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who's back. Actually, uh, Torchwood's ended. Yeah. People probably are saying, what the hell does that all mean? Torchwood and Doctor Who. It's from a funny little place called England. British science fiction <laughs> shows, which are running at the moment. Torchwood and Doctor Who kind of fit together, sort of. Yeah. Um, and Doctor Who started on Saturday, the third season of the new. And that new probably adventure. means that on sci fi, last season is probably starting. On in American yes, sci fi. Probably, yeah. So, yeah, if you're in America and you want to catch Doctor Who, go to the Sci-Fi Channel. They're a bit older episodes, but mm-hmm. you'll get the gist. It's, it's a good show. That's our world in entertainment. And... How'd you like the cake? It was sweet. <laughs> but good. Yeah. Um, Not as sweet as me. It was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to subscribe to this podcast after the show, iTunes, search for Ace Gullycast... Zoom Marketplace, the same thing. We've got an RSS feed, and you can listen to it directly on the page. Feed burner. If you want to email us, it's ascully ascully And that's it for this week. That's it. Uh, if you just want to uh, stay classy, Mr. Agent 47. And, uh, and make something better than that one next time. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for you. 